You know, sometimes I wonder, you know, why you're so interested in monsters and magic. What do you think that is, Mark? I always have been. I can't explain it. It's the way I am. Welcome to Draw One Last Breath Podcast. My name's Matt. And I'm Paul. On this episode, we are reviewing Host. On our Something to Scream About, we are going to be talking about Fright Fest Digital and all the movies that are going to be shown there. And also, our movie from the vault is Wreck, picked by Paul Stevens all the way from Diddley D Island. How are you? All good, bud. Fucking great. <laughs> good, good. Um, yeah, it's been a good couple of weeks um watched the umbrella academy cool second seasons popped up onto netflix um fucking fantastic i'll tell you what hasn't i haven't checked out yet but has just popped up on netflix in the last like week is our fucking favorite film from lee one l upgrade it is uh, is indeed mate it's already smashing like um the top 10 i think it was like top like four the other day it's because it's amazing. It is fucking amazing. Now it's got the mainstream audience. I fucking can't wait to see what it can um, do. Yeah, they, they, I'm going to hype that up for them. Yeah, big time. Definitely. Great, great watch. If you if you can get out on Netflix on there, definitely give that a watch. And there's a couple of other ones on there. Was Searching, I think, popped up a couple of weeks ago as well. Oh, I haven't seen so, that yet. No, I haven't. We didn't get to the cinema for that one, so I might pop and watch that. Excellent stuff. Excellent. What, about you? Been do- what have you been up to? Not much, mate. Not much. Just been... Uh catching up on a few bits and pieces you know what it's like but <laughs> i haven't watched any horror apart from the ones we're going to review back up back up but i need to pull my finger out and yes because there's so much on shadow at the moment mate, and there's so much to come it's crazy it's just insane we're going to be spoiled soon i'm telling you all right then, bud without further ado let's get into some fucking news because i know you've got some uh, stuff bubbling away I'm chomping at the bit to get you some news. All right, well, let me get rid of my shit first, then. Go on, then. I've only got one, because I'm a lazy bastard. Um, sequel to The Babysitter um, has got a is going to be dropping on Netflix in September the 10th. So it's got a title, The Babysitter Killer Queen. Love that title. Fucking great. It, should, it looks like it's got Bella Fawn's back. Um, there's a few pickies on the Instagram. You can find... I mean, the the first one was fucking good fun. So we'll see what they can pull off with the second one. Uh, Samara Weaving's back as well. Oh, is she? I didn't think she was in it. Is she not? Have I got that? No, she might be. I didn't. I didn't read all into it, mate. I, I, I you know, I trust your judgment. I thought I saw. I know. Pick- I know that it's meant to be set two years after the first film. That's all I read, kind of, in that, and that it was out September tenth, but. Netflix needs something to pull pull the viewers back. I mean, I tell a lie. It doesn't look like it has got Samara Weaving in it. Oh, it's just lost. Yeah. Seven bet, breaths for not having not. Samara Weaving in it. Well, at least we know we've got 
something to watch and look forward to exactly so i'm we'll be with we, we, that any content is great content yeah we'll be reviewing that on future episodes so good looking forward to that good right stuff. then hit me with some news dude well i got some very big news so so all the big guns are bringing their films out so you know obviously we've had a little film that we're going to talk about soon that's dropped from shudder and they're banging them out at the moment. And then you've got over on Netflix, lost it a little bit. And it's getting a little bit, mm, but, you know, Babysitter 2 could be really good, like you said. So, who's left in the game? It is Amazon. So, they pulled out the stops. It looks like they've gone big for this one. So, they've struck a deal, obviously. So, on October 6th, so our great month of October... Uh, they've got a thing dropping called Welcome to the Blumhouse. So oh, that, that a documentary? No, it's not. It's, it looks like they're showcasing uh, four Blumhouse movies. Two are going to drop on the 6th of October, which is one's called The Lie and one's called Black Box. Uh, and then on the 13th of October, there's a film called Evil Eye and Nocturne. So they're all dropping on Amazon of those dates. So we've got four possible movies. I haven't heard of any of them. Well, they've obviously kept their cards close to their chest on this one. And I think they always they bloody do, don't they? But then Blumhouse have been pretty quiet. I mean, what was their last biggest release? The Hunt? Um, so yeah, That was it. Yeah, so, well, before that, I think it was was Blumhouse the Fantasy Fan- Island? Fantasy Island, yeah. That was Should great. we say fantasy island well they had um what was that fun in january as well that was really good that we did it was set on the island it had that monster sweetheart 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 was the name of that yeah that was that was uh, very good actually so it's you know it can be hit and miss with blumhouse but there's four films on ah. amazon prime you know the six on the 13th two on the six two on the 30th mate we're going to be spoiled for choice do you know what i mean good deal good deal give me that, give me that all day um <laughs> And also, my final bit of news, because that was quite a big piece. My final bit of news is a bit kind of like, it's not really serious stuff, but I thought this was really, really interesting and quite funny. So there's apparently the last remaining blockbuster in America um, is hosting sleepovers through Airbnb. This is right up our street. This would be so cool. So I'm going to read this off uh, bloody disgusting because I, I saw okay. it. This is brilliant. So I, I ripped it straight from obviously uh, bloody disgusting, but fittingly known as the last blockbuster, the blockbuster video in Bend, Oregon is quite literally the final remaining blockbuster store in the world. And the store remains open for rentals to this day and also is going to open for an end of summer hangout. We've learned this week with the owners taken to Airbnb, we offer up, once in a lifetime sleepover opportunities the official airbnb listing describes a uniquely nostalgic experience as dust off those membership cards for a sleepover inside the world's last blockbuster where you can call dibs on the stay you're booking a night back in the 90s but this time you won't have to beg your parents to rent the latest horror flick we'll give you the keys to the entire store oh my god i mean there's not enough time i mean That's mad, how do you pick which movie you got to but watch? You'll have the store to yourself from check in to check out. The listings also notes we've created the perfect space to complete the pull-out couch, 
beanbags and pillows for you to cosy up with the new releases from the 90s, crack open a two litre of Pepsi before locking into video game, chatting to your future game of MASH or watching movie after movie. Bookings will open on the 17th of August. Should we go to oh. Oregon, mate? Should we have a little... Yeah, mate. Look? How much? How much is the ticket? Oh, God, <laughs> Yeah, it's it's an Airbnb, so you just Airbnb, so you just book it like a holiday. I would imagine. Yeah, that's quality, man. How good is that? Should do something over it, mate. That's our next venture. Then let's let's steal that and we're uh, we franchise it. Bring that over to the UK. Yeah, defo. Video Solent. (laughs) (laughs) That was the name of the video shop we used to go to. What is it now? Video Solent is like it was. It's like uh, hairdressers, I think. Oh, is it? See that at bookies, can't remember. Sad times, bring back yeah. the rental places, mate. <laughs> yeah, that's all the news I got, bud. Fucking good news. Because yeah, I, I, I just want to get on to the next thing that we've got, which is our review. Hi guys. Hey guys. Caroline. Hi Teddy. Hi. <laughs> Let's do a shot after us. Hey okay, everyone, get in. Three, two, one. Have you ever done anything like this before? I've never done this over Zoom. Obviously, we're not physically together, but there's no reason why Spirit can't communicate over the internet. Nothing's gonna happen. So we have gone to, I'm going to call it the mighty shudder for our latest review of a film called Host. And if you haven't heard of this film, then you're crazy because it's all over the place. But six friends hire a medium to hold a seance via Zoom during lockdown. But they get far more than they bargain for as things get quick, go quickly wrong. When an evil spirit starts invading their homes, they begin to realise they might not survive the night. <laughs> May, did you think? What did you think when I uh, told you about we were going to watch this movie? Be honest. Well, last week, obviously, a lot. Of, come on, you got to admit, a lot of people use the phrase "scariest movie ever made." Blah 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 blah. Um, a lot of people hype stuff on the internet, um, and. You know, lately I've been a bit kind of, I don't want to be sat up for a fool all the time. And I was just like, I don't want to be drawn into all this thing, all these things and, and, you know, just get carried away. But fuck me. Bang on. This movie is in our wheelhouse. I mean, as personally, me and you. Totally. It's the sort of film that we shit ourselves and hold each other's hands, scared, like, to the wits. Like the feelings I was getting in watching this movie was like that feeling that we that I got when we went to watch Paranormal Activity at the cinema, and, and that's probably the last time I had that kind of feeling. What about you? Some of the Conjuring movies, maybe, but yeah, they're yeah. fucking nuts. Yeah, definitely. Like Conjuring Two, like touched me in that place. I mean, I I'll be honest. Place. I'll be honest with you. I there were parts where I, I actually rewound it. And watched it again because I'm just like, what the fuck did I just see? I've got to see that again. Really? Uh, I, I mean, yeah, there were some really stand-up bits. And we're talking this. Um, this comes from uh, writer team Gemma Hurley, Rob Savage, and Jed Shepard, and it's directed by Rob Savage. It's a, it stars like a, a whole host of uh, young actresses and uh, 
and actors. And it's well, actors. Come on, we're actors. in 2020 now. Uh, a plethora of it's a <laughs> plethora of of actors. Uh, young... I'd say uh, uh, British made as well. Yeah, British made. Writers British, directors British. Thanks very much. Quite unique experience. It's, uh, I mean, um, there have been other movies that have been shot this way in the past before lockdown. You know, searching sort of similar in that in front of the computer, ghost dimension, paranormal activity. But this was just for me. I was very, um, it felt uh, very. Well, there's unfriended dark web as well, which is like a slasher, but you know, similar. <laughs> but like this just felt different. I think because of the times, because of all the way that I've been working. Um, you it's, can relate to it more, yeah. Yeah, definitely. It felt very relatable. I mean, you know, obviously not doing the sounds part, but like you could do that sort of stuff. It was quite, it was, you know, it's like people, pe- a lot of mates having a sort of get together and doing something wacky on Zoom. Some people taking it seriously, some people not. Um, and then shit goes down. I mean, it was, it was quite an interesting experience. I'll tell you what we need to do. Because we could, well, I could watch this movie again. That's how much I enjoyed it. I could watch it ten times. Yeah, um, but we could do. We need to do. I was a pussy. I admit it. I watched it on my TV. I think we need to do it via the laptop. Me and you watch it at the same time. That'd be quite cool. Watch. Yeah. We we do our own little Zoom, and then watch the Zoom. It was just. It was. And with all the lights off, we can watch it on Zoom together. Yeah. Um. Just so I just warn people out there, we are going to maybe spoil it in areas for people and i do I, I, I implore you to go even if you have to get the uh you know i think it's seven days or a month subscription. 30 days 30 days 30, 30 days a shutter for free come on are you insane go out and sign up for you know get through amazon prime you get it on an app go and do it even if it's just for this movie please just do it because you'll regret it if you don't anyway so yeah just in case we will Spoil it. So go and watch it, come back, and then listen to this. Please, I please beg you, do that. I mean, for me, the horror sort of came from a, a lot of different sort of avenues that I found. I was sort of like um, getting put off, um, or you know, in a in a positive way by the sound and the audio of the computer. That very much gave me a sort of like different kind of view in terms of how it was. Um, how tension was sort of made, you know, and like okay. the way they carry it around. Um, there was a real isolated feeling for me when I watched it mm. um, because of the fact that they were all in their own homes. There, were, there was a couple of them that had like people in there, like a dad. I think one of them had their dad. Yeah. Uh, one of them had their, like an ex-boyfriend, well, a boyfriend or, you know, some weird like thing. But they, they didn't really stay there. So the, but there was still kind of that level of it's just in your bedroom or on your desk or wherever you're going to put your computer or your, your device. Well, it, I want to ask you a question about that while you're on that note. It was obviously um, because being in, in self-isolation on your own out of everybody, I think that you could probably uh, kind of saturate yourself more into this movie as well and get more involved because you are on your own kind of thing. Yeah, and I, I felt familiar. It felt very familiar because I've been, you know, we've had our fair share of quiz nights and yeah. and drinks and stuff on Zoom, and it's like you you got all your mates in front of you, and you're sort of concentrating on the screen. Mm-hmm. But there's that like realism when you just sort of peer over the computer and realise that no one's actually there. The funniest thing, though, and you find when you're watching it as well, 
for me, it's just so funny because it felt when I watched when I was watching it, it was it felt so a hundred percent real because the way they were acting or the way they were just ad libbing if they ad libbed was exactly how we are with our friends because we've had many friends Zoom quiz where we've got up to seven or eight couples right and we're all, we're all on Zoom. And even to the point where the funniest, one of the funniest bits for me, because there are funny bits in this film we'll get, maybe get to later, but um, was the fact that even when everybody goes for a pee break, it's, it's so exactly the same. It's like, oh, we'll have a quick break to get drinks and have a pee. And then literally it's like everybody just runs off and all you see is no one sat at the computer. And it's just like little things like that. I know it's just silly. No, it's, it's not. It's so, it makes it more real even more real because you're watching just... it you you sort of like you're seeing the background and then you're kind of looking because you're watching it you kind of you have to you you, you can play with your phone if you want but you could you watch the background and it's like you know it kind of like what some of it is really dark and like there's weird lighting from the candles that sort of flicker and it it sort of fucks your mind plays tricks on you that something yeah. out something's that are there all the way through and did you find as well in the background where it was black it was kind of like on the because i was watching the tv it was kind of misting a little bit so it looked like something was moving mm. i don't know whether that is intentional or not but the other thing that, that 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 is clever is most of the places as well a wide angle so you some of them you've got you've got you can view everything behind them and a lot of them have got those either doorways or doors open mm. and it's just like that makes you even more intense it more intense because it's like you know at one point something's going to be coming through that door behind them because it's like you know when you watch a horror film and there's a wide shot and you know that there's uh you know uh, an open door behind them and something's going to come out of that door or something's going to come jump out that window and it, but then it maybe it doesn't and it's just it keeps you on edge big time because yeah. i was yeah. so i was so engrossed in this movie about 20 minutes in, the fucking dog started licking his paws and he was taking me out of the experience <laughs> and I was getting so pissed off and I was like, Murphy, shut up. you got to get out. Because I was, I was so, I just wanted to have all my attention on this movie because it grabbed me from the very, very start. It grabbed me straight away. Uh, I'll be interested to understand there's some few bits that I'm kind of wanted to talk yeah. to the writer or director about because um, they were so... I want to understand the purposeful nature of where the laptop was positioned. Cause as you just said, you know, where you've got these doors in the background and these different lighting in different houses and stuff like that. It's like, there must've, it must've been so purposeful. It's like, where are you going to position this laptop to sort of build the most tension and, and how, and physically sort of just kind of, it played with my head when you, like you said, it's just like looking behind you, like in a horror movie, something's coming through that fucking door. Yeah. We know that, but it's sort of just like what is good. It was very interesting the way they sort of played with that, I thought. Um, there was also the bit was one of the most clever bits. And I, and this is very interesting that I didn't know you could do this. Well, now I'm going to fucking learn how to do it because it's so cool. It's the, it's the screensaver. So we I know that in at work you can do yeah. screensavers so i know that you can put like pictures so we've well, done recordings that. yeah but the yeah, recording thing is such a clever idea so for everyone that's like uh listening um one of the characters 
I can't remember which one it was. I hope you've seen this before, like anyway, but you should have seen it. Yeah. Uh, one of the characters that puts a screensaver on there and it's just her on repeat going into a draw yeah and you forget about it. you do forget about it in for a bit but if anyone's done all this like zoom meeting if you put a picture um on your screen there's a bit where you can sort of kind kind of disappear yourself from the from the camera and it sort of either goes a little bit blurry and you can pop back in it's quite freaky and that's mm. used as a great effect that's yeah. awesome yeah that moment was that yeah that was one of the best sort of um horror moments i've seen in a long time very clever yeah very clever and fucking disturbing as well it was just yeah crazy but i don't think we need to go into detail with that um so how i want to ask you about the whole kind of seance thing around the film um where obviously they bring a person in that they don't really know that one of their friends knows that wants to bring her in she's an old lady that's obviously does these kind of seances um because she seemed really really real as well because just the way she was talking and everything it was just like you know she's she sounded like she's done this shit before it's just the way she was just so convincing but so i want to ask you what do you think how what do you think about the 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 woman that was doing the seance do you think she was truly legit or do you think she's got a hidden kind of like like an ulterior motive you mean yeah like did she did the reason why it all went well there's i don't know about you but there was a bit where you know when she kind of gets cut off the first time Yeah. yeah do you know i swear to god i saw something come at her and then it goes off like because she looks up and all you see is it's like but i think that's like the that again you're right it could be and this is where you could this is where a rewatch could that be freaked yeah. me out because i was like oh my god she's been taken out by something but the or light that just a trick just to make you think that she had yeah because obviously it took ages to get her amazon delivery or something like that but like uh i don't know it's just like the lighting again played tricks on you so sometimes you think she got up and then you see a weird creature and because you're watching a horror movie you think fuck it's a demon it's a fucking ghost or whatever you're looking for you're looking for something and it's sort of not always there but mm. it is because of the way that the lens plate fucks with the light it's mm. so it is and they you know the guys must have like done a few zoom calls and kind of got switched onto that and goes yeah we got something here we can mm. we can we can pull the rug over people's and get those false those false scares and all that sort of stuff, you know, play really play of you where, where, where the scares are actually going to come from. It's very, again, again, very clever setup. And like the story, you know, the actual setup and the storytelling and stuff like that. So very clever storyboarding. Yeah, definitely. Oh, absolutely. But I just like, it's just little things as well, because again, going back to the paranormal activity, kind of when we went and watched that, it's kind of like we've, with that it was like okay it's daytime it's okay now then it's nighttime oh shit's gonna happen shit's gonna happen and with this it was kind of like the other way around i don't want to compare it to that film but this was like okay it's dark they've lit the candles they, they've done the seance oh now now they've turned all the lights on uh and now they've gone for a pee break or whatever and then and then you just think it's all safe again but that's when it gets even worse. It's just like you think, oh, you know, the cat. Now it's not dark. You know, they've turned their lights on, 
and you can see everything and then it's just like no holes barred it just kicks off it was a slow burn you're and little chairs moving little lights going off and then yeah when she gets like pulled across the room by a chair that's when i thought oh we've got something here and uh, you know it could have been a it was definitely a malevolent spirit as we've seen before with that character i want to ask you a question really quickly so i'll just stop you but with that character do you not think there's something weird about her as well yeah, well, she just looked like down in the dump. So I think it, she was the one who no, arranged start it. Start where shit's already happening to her, and she yeah. says that she's done shit like this before, because it's like she's already hearing bangings and there's something falling over in her cupboard. And yeah, through it, she looks really. I don't know about me, but I got the feeling that she looked anxious the whole time, and obviously oh. people weren't taking her seriously. But then she just looked really. Something if, was it, if it was me. From mm. what I saw, I think some shit's happening at her house already, right? <laughs> That's what I think. And she wants to get rid of it, and she wants other people to experience it, and she's doing a seance to hopefully get, I think, to kind of get rid of it and talk to Good whatever point. it is. That's yeah. what I think That's what okay. I think is happening. I mean, it's never really fully explained, I don't think, or I missed no, it. No, not really. No, but that's what I got. And I'm like, maybe, yeah. this, maybe like Paranormal Activity, there's a fucking, like, demon on her shoulder sort of thing you know like that's that like there all the time yeah and it goes digital because <laughs> oh my god it's fucking mental yeah it starts fucking i mean you know this this ends up like some paranormal slasher movie you know in, in the end we we get some great great kills fucking amazing kills mate and and uh, in a very fucking very very good way i i really want to know how more about how they did some of those effects and how they did some of the the kills it's just like i'm like this has got to be a relatively low budget movie i couldn't i tried to look for how much it cost but i can't believe it can be loads but what they've used on the effects and and stuff is just awesome just really really clever yeah, they whatever they've got. If it's a you know fifty grand or under grand, I don't know, but they it's just it's very quick and clever to get it. Up but also, like obviously they've made this. Let's let's go back to that as well. The fact that it it really pulls at all the strings because it's so recent with being filmed in lockdown that quickly, with the resources that they've had to use, like. It must have been so hard to try and do that because people are obviously self people are isolating, and to make this film and do all those things around that must be really hard. Like to get scripts to people to yeah. get. But there's ways, you know. but that proves it. There's ways and means to do these things. True. You know, we're in that, and we're in the digital age, and that's why they've done this digital movie. They've managed yeah, to must do be. it. Yeah, that's another thing that I applaud them about is the yeah. fact that that all these big massive hollywood people uh, in america and everywhere in general are sat there in their massive freaking matches moaning oh we can't film this we can't do this and it's and it's this has come from these guys that gone where we can do things we are doers we are not we're not going to rest on this we're not going to let this get us down we're going to take advantage of this and go with it with, with yeah. two hands but we and talked about this we talked we talked yeah, we've talked about this in lockdown before, though, mate. So you can't do a big production. This is a time of indie, of perfect for indie movies. Yeah, but it's yeah. not. It's not about big production because the, the, those studios ha, could have uh, could have gone and done something a bit more like that. 
and gone, you know, but I think it's, I think Don't it's fantastic. Don't have to go at the big studios, all right? I am having a big go at the studios because I support small. They've books. had it rough. Don't give a fuck. They've got all the money. <laughs> um, but yeah, but I just think that's, that's an incredible, incredible thing to do. And, you know, massive, like, cap off to freaking, like, shudder because they must be fucking, like, sat there rubbing their hands together like literally the number one movie in the world at the moment till Tenet comes out next week but anyway <laughs> um, but that's 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 massive isn't it you know huge but let's get back to the movie anyway so we're on you know we're on this journey at the moment where we're talking I want to talk about some of the kills I mean Caroline's death was awesome lots of gore lots of blood and gore um where she gets her head smashed you know into the laptop or something like that we see something and then there's a video playback it's weird i mean this 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 entity is tech savvy any or she you know it's got it yeah. fucking, got it down I don't know, man it's just a, it's just uh, it's just crazy it's just i mean they had to do a bit of they had a bit of fire play like you know with with at one stage so that had to cost a bit Teddy getting burnt alive. That was fucking dark. Well, it's, it's great. It's great because um, I love the Teddy character because he's quite funny. And it, like literally it's that classic horror thing where he's like, oh, uh, I've got to go. And then kind of like they make you completely forget about him. And in the back of my brain, I was like, oh, he's, he's got to come back later. <laughs> and because like you think, oh, is he gone for good or what? Because they've got, they've got to explore that avenue later. And I just absolutely fucking loved the way he was reintroduced where you're just like oh the fuck what is that and it's just this creepy fucking puppet just dancing along in front of the cat and the camera and you're like and then i clicked and i was like oh it's fucking him isn't it? he's fucking <laughs> um and, and i just thought that was so funny because he, he literally comes back when the fucking shit has hit the fan and it's just like Oh, sorry, uh, guys, that took so long. What the fuck? There's bodies, there's videos. And I like, like the way it goes as well. You don't look great, man. What's wrong with you? <laughs> yeah, man. And it's like, then it all ends up in his yard and and um, with his uh, girlfriend. His, oh, mate, that was crazy. How did, how did they do that? That was great. Like, was that wire work or what? It was fucking crazy shit. I don't know. That was it was fantastic. Next, like next snap onto a pool. It was fucking good. You know what it reminded me of? It reminded me of that fucking superhero movie. That fucking um, <laughs> when they're not chronicle, when they fucking shoot up in the air. Yeah. I was like, fuck. That, Mate, that was fucking. I enjoyed mental. that a lot. That's that, that little bit. I had to rewind that bit. Um, I can't do that, man. I have to. I have to keep going. I can't take myself out the moment. There was another bit, Emma got thrown or she jumped i didn't really understand what happened there she uh, her only escape was a window i see and i think i think she might have been pushed because i well, think th she was aiming to jump but like i think it pushed her and just then picnic table death fucking great <laughs> one of my favorite bits and this made me giggle yeah. Yeah. actually this made me absolutely like proper chortle is when the fucking uh it's Gemma she like wants to she's trying to she's visiting is it I think Haley's house and she's going to find her because she's been dragged off and in the, the the doors closed and it's like she comes in the house and then suddenly she gets bottled 
Or yeah, a, a bottle, a bottle fly, yeah, flies or a glass or something, just smashed it. I thought that was genius. Yeah, it just made it made me laugh though. Because I thought I thought it was just gonna be like end credits. That was it. Yeah. That's, I thought, oh no way, that cat. And then she she comes around, doesn't she? Yeah. And then and I, got... lo- I love the fact that even in uh, maybe this was the one part where I was like, oh, that's a bit cheesy. But even in the worst times, she finds the other girl. And instead of hugging or anything, they just do a little elbow bump. <laughs> and I was like, because they wouldn't touch each other. I'm like, fuck that shit you'd be doing. That. You'd be fucking, oh my God, oh my God. <laughs> you would not be social distancing from someone after experiencing all that shit. Wow, they, they did. And then you get the old camera flash trick. The old camera flash trick. Well, this is an interesting one. So they take, she, they're, they're, trying to find, they're trying to get the hell out of there, the two of them. And this thing, there's this chair in front of them. Like, what the mm-hmm. fuck? Um, and it's like, that. so he's taking a, a, and it's dark, and so they're taking the Polaroid, oh, yeah, Polaroid camera. And the only thing that I was disappointed in is you never get to see those pics. Yeah. Yeah, well, that, that's... that's, that's they that's, show kind of a bit of one, but you can't make out anything. No, but they were taking a lot of pictures, and it obviously had to be standing in front of them when they took every single picture. And that was quite tense. Nice ending, and then they did the, the classic... So, you know, mm-hmm. demon rushed and then credits. Credits were fun. Yeah, they're yeah. all on. You know, all the participants and stuff were was like that. For was... a minute, I was like, like literally, <laughs> it took me about twenty seconds. I was like, the fuck? I was like, is this demon now going on Zoom? Like, yeah. I thought, <laughs> I thought oh no, he's going to start another fucking Zoom call with somebody Maybe. else and start attacking them. But then Maybe. I noticed it was credits, obviously. It could be. It was. It was fun. It was good. There's some other bits as well, nods to paranormal activity, I think, in there, like with the flower and like the, you know, the footprints and stuff earlier on. That was very the clever. Kitchen cupboards and drawers. I don't, I, I know, but yeah, no, I don't care. I give a shit. Give me that all day. And and uh, the the oh, this was great. And I've we've seen this before, and it uh, it's so effective for me. It fucks me up. The sheet, throw a sheet, and it and it and it lands on something. That was done in uh, Cundrin very well. Yeah, yeah. Oh. But I, I love that. Now thinking about I would it, say yeah. it's, uh, I, I'd say it's a homage to all these movies. Yeah, definitely. And all these, all these things tick boxes for me. Tick box for me. Tick box for me. Even like, even though we forgot about it completely, which was one of the fucking scary ones, because it always is, is the old loft scene when you like, you know, something's gonna be <laughs> up there. Oh, you take the camera up. Oh, nothing there. Pan around. Nothing there. Pan around, and you know it's coming. You know something's coming, and then you see something, but it's very subtle. I know, I know. Again, that ticks. Any movie that does that, I'm just like, oh god, I'm gonna fucking freak out. I know I am. So this put the willies up you. Definitely, you know it did. I was fucking. But how many many willies? (laughs) How many willies? Well, okay. Um, But yeah, thoroughly enjoyed this one, and it's definitely one worth checking out. And I, I would watch it again. I'd be, and it's only what. 56 minutes, wasn't 56 it? 56 minutes. 50, come on, everyone's got 56 minutes. And what's this 56 minute film going to give get get for you, Matthew? This 56 minutes film. Well, I'll go to say this is probably one of my favorite movies of the year so far. Hell yeah. I am going to give this at the moment I'm going to give it probably nine breaths out of ten might be a little bit high 
I might be right. right. I'm, I'm, I'm not going to argue with you. Nine out, of, nine out of ten for me as well. I, I really, really dug this movie. Good. I thought it was fucking cool. I'm so happy that you are on the same yeah. way. I'm glad that one movie can live up to the bloody hype. <laughs> yeah, I, I, you know what? It was such a really. After I watched it, I was like, finally, I was like, something worth. No, I, I was gonna, I wasn't. Gonna, I was going to say something worth talking about, but that's not fair. But uh, something that I just really, really, really want to get passionate about and start really chatting to you. I, I really want to talk to you about it, and and like, I kind of wish we, I kind of wish we had watched it together. Because that would have been, I think that would have been even more fun because we would have yeah. been together. Uh, and I miss that, like sitting next to each other and going, fuck, yeah, like looking at each other and like <laughs> just that little thing. I think that probably, that if I did that next time, it'd probably notch it up to kind of like nearly a 10, a I very needed, high nine. I needed, a, I needed a cuddle. <laughs> <laughs> Mate, it was just crazy because after I watched it, it was fucking weird because I went outside and it was like loads of electrical storms was happening. It looked like fucking Stranger Things. Yeah. And I was like, fucking hell, the world's going to end now. Well, at least I've watched The Host. <laughs> but yeah, fucking absolutely fabulous movie. Just so well made. Right up our street. This kind of films, this just hit, hit the nail on the head, mate. Okay, I can't, like, I know there'd probably be people that'd be down on it out there, but Fucking man. For me personally, love it. Absolutely love it. I can't wait. Cannot wait to see what's next. Yeah, me too, man. Guys, fuck me. Wow. Right. Let's talk about what's next for us. Yes, let's do it. We're going back to the cinema, maybe. Yay! We're going to have to wear masks as well. How do you feel about that? I'm alright. Make a little hole for your popcorn. Maybe. Might not have to get any. But we're watching a. A uh, monster movie, or you know, we haven't watched one of them in the cinema. Creature feature, a creature feature called Blackwater Abyss, which I believe is all about crocodiles. So bring it on. Uh, will there be any fingers and butts? Mm, don't think there'll be any. Uh, Eva wins not there, so. God rest and what I'm gonna do is I'm gonna, I'm gonna stick my phone right over his bottle and really piss him off. <laughs> that was the worst impression. You, you sounded like, uh, you know, that dude from Mary Poppins. Okay, got Dick Van Dyke. But doing a really bad <laughs> impression. But anyway, Fair shall enough. we get on? Yeah, let's go to our uh, something to scream about. Right. This episode strumping wow, this crumping. This, this crunking episode. This uh episode something to scream about. We are gonna be discussing the digital fright fest that's on uh, over August bank holiday weekend. We're gonna talk about some of the movies that's on there. Yes, we are. Right, Matt. I mean, you at, yes. obviously we, we we're not gonna be going to Fright Fest. Boo. Um, in in August bank holiday, our usual thing, which we've done for the last five six years. Instead, we got a digital thing. We're still gonna have a little party, and we're still gonna watch it, and we're still gonna review all the movies for you. So. We are going to run through what's playing. Yes, we are. 
Do you want me to kick things off or do you want to go first? Now nah, you kick it off, dude. So we're going to go through this alphabetically. Obviously, we won't be watching all these films because some of them clash. Um, so I think we're going to start off because it's numbers first on this one. Uh, a movie called 12 Hour Shift. So apparently it's set in 1999. Uh, the Y2 bug, Y2K bug crisis is news. And it's at a seedy Arkansas hospital. Junkie nurse Mandy is about to work a double shift, but patient care is not top of her agenda. She's in in the organ trafficking business with an erratic cousin, Regina, who is about to pick up a kidney from her and take it to the dealers. But the kidney gets misplaced and Mandy must find another source or else she's toast. Then her brother and and a convicted killer are brought into the ER and what else could possibly go outrageously and gruesomely wrong all right so we got a hospital a move a horror movie set in a hospital kind of thing yeah 12 hour shift fair enough could be good could be creepy it's directed by bria grant Mm. interested could be interesting 86 minutes good time and it's an 18 so we're gonna probably have some gore on that one mate Sweet. I mean, this sounds like it's going to be some, in our in our kind of uh, range. Some medical. I mean, this this next one I'm going to talk about. We've talked about on the podcast before. Aqua Slash. I mean, the fucking title alone. If we don't watch this movie, I'll be pissed off. So it's the <laughs> no, wet. We, valley. we are. Yeah. We are going to be watching. Oh yeah, the Wet Valley Water Park welcomes high school students celebrating their graduation in all their unleashed libido glory. However, in the midst of the Ribald romping levels, a black gloved murderer is tinkering with the water slides and sabotaging the swimming pools. Thrills, chills, spills, and screwball comedy meet splashy shocks and gory. I mean, this is fucking nuts, man. We're, we're going to see it. It's 18, it's 90, 92 minutes long, hour and a half, good times. And we're just going to see a lot of blood and dismemberment. I can't fucking. And, and I bet it's funny, and I bet there's going to be some fucking funny ass kills. Bring it the fuck on. Damn, right. Skippy. Yeah, this one this one I'm looking forward to. Sweet. What's, uh, what's next, dude? Next on the list is A.V. The Hunt. So this is uh, a young couple are making love. Ooh. Shit title. <laughs> A.V. The Hunt. Uh, a young couple are making love when suddenly a cop barges in. Young and athletic uh, Ace, uh, uh, Acey? I don't know how to spell that. Um, escapes but her lover is murdered now all the men are in her uh, in her strict family are chasing her around the city and the countryside to kill her in order to avenge their honor um uh looks like a chase kind of movie uh it's a a gruesome realistic chiller depicting a young woman's fight um and the evolution from a haunted and also from haunted to hunter Okay. So it's got a strong feminist message in it. Um, apparently they're saying this is a bit like kind of a revenge movie. Um, it's 86 minutes long, but it's Turkish. Okay. Interesting. Hmm. Um, worth checking out. Yeah, it looks like it looks like a, a bit of a nasty one. I don't know. Yeah. What's next, dude? I've uh, got one called Blind. Oh. Faye is a former actress who lost her vision and starry career due to botched laser eye surgery. Mm. Okay. So thinking rapid here, you know, maybe. 
Um, what's so struggling to put a lonely and panic string life back together while living alone in a Hollywood Hills dream house. She's supported by her visually impaired friend, Sophia, and her mute physical trainer. So this has got some messages in here. Um, Luke, however, what none of them are aware of is the, is the infatuated stranger secretly living in a basement. And the masked pretty boy doesn't wait until dark to finally make his move. So it looks like we've got a fucking um, uh, home invasion sort of horror. Okay. Not bad. It's, uh, from the States. 88 minutes long. Hmm. It's maybe like a don't breathe sort of thing. Maybe. It's quite interesting. I think this one's worth a watch. It could I like be. The poster. I like the premise, actually. I mean, we, we do like a home invasion movie, so that's probably yeah. worth a watch, this one. Yeah, watch out for that one. Oh, watch out. <laughs> oh, next one in the same bin. A film called Blinders. I'm not sure about this one. Okay. Uh, we now live in a world where fake news is reality, where the bad guys win because they manipulate our collective vulnerabilities. Meet Andy Escobedo, uh, starting fresh after a messy breakup and relocating from Austin to Los Angeles, eager to make new connections. He befriends Roger, an unusual rideshare driver. But when Roger's behaviour gets too strange for comfort, Andy dumps him, choosing to focus on a budding relationship with Sam instead. But Roger has no intention of being ditched that easy. So it sounds like a bit of a stalker-esque, cry- mm-hmm. crazed kind of thing. Mm-hmm. Um, nine minutes long. It, uh it's uh, from the United States and it's an 18. So it could be pretty strong in areas, but I'm not sure about that one. But Okay. I mean, I've got an interesting one next. The columnist. The columnist. The Are you post- not doing Clapboard Jungle? Uh, Clapboard Jungle is a documentary. Uh-huh, you're going to skip do- documentaries, are you? <laughs> uncultured well, swine it's a documentary you know about but about financing um low budget horror movies i think that would be a splendid thing to watch but anyway right, let's well, go to the comments. Comments. we're talking movies here not docs all right uh, all right so um this one uh newspaper columnist and writers block author fem boot fem k boot which is catcher herbers from westworld so you know a bit of credibility there is suddenly flooded with anonymous nasty messages and death threat death threats on her social media page. Okay, who is responsible and why are they doing it? When she finds out her revenge is swift and unfortunately deadly, and her mission in life becomes crystal clear. This sounds quite interesting. It's Dutch. Um, mm-hmm. It's sort of a reverse revenge movie. We like them, you know, the femme fatale. We sort of like American Mary um, yeah. sort of thing. Ah, this could be quite interesting. I like this look of this one. Shit title, but you know, could look... <laughs> I mean, it's not it's not very appealing, the columnist, but you know, I like the pre- I like the premise. Um, the fact that it's probably like you know, spit on your grave sort of style. Yeah. Hunt those fuckers down. Who get, anyone gives you shit online, just go and fucking murder the bastards. <laughs> Interesting. I'm into that. <laughs> Watch out. Uh, yeah. Next, uh, there's a, a rather fetching picture of a woman gaffer taped to a radiator which is weird um it's called dark place so a groundbreaking anthology feature that approaches post-colonial aboriginal australian history through thought-provoking lenses of historical parallels horror gore and fantasy female oppression and revenge takes center stage 
in Cody Bedford's punchy scout and insomniac question her sanity in Liam Phillips' suspenseful foe. Supernatural forces visit a housing commission estate in the gritty Vale light by Rob Braslin, gothic horror shrouds, the woods in blah, 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 blah. Yeah, I don't know about this one. No, because mm. the, because I'm just about to go into one called Dark Stories, mm. which um, looks fucking... It was another anthology movie. But that was but, an Australian movie, so... Yeah, but oh, Australia you get, right? But but this one looks really interesting and more at past street. Yeah. It's like, what if the what if demons, the living dead, evil dolls, uh, jinn, and other extra extraterrestrial creatures came to haunt our apartments, housings, houses, cafes, museums, and other places of daily life? So it's an anthology. But this bit at the end sounds fucking funny. A surprise package from the de- uh, delivery. Um, so it says, join us for a ghoul's feast, the last judgment before the impending apocalypse. A surprise package from the delivery man, a forensic scientist confronted by a zombie victim, and the worst Moroccan monster nightmare. I mean, I'm fucking into this. Yeah, but this is the thing. It's like, uh, it sounds cool, but you've done this to me before. <laughs> I mean, the picture looks pretty freaky. Yeah. Uh, it's French. In French English. There's a few, There's obviously a different, like, a different couple of directions. Uh, uh, um... But I'm, yeah, I don't I'm know. Ninety-seven minutes long. I mean, I, I mean, it's, it breaks the hour and a half. But fuck it, I'm. Eighteen I am... rating. Maybe it might be cool. It might not. But it, it's a poor butcher roulette wheel with that one. I think. <laughs> it's, uh, yeah. Not sure. Not I'm sure down. on that one at all. Um, what we got next? Then? So we've got uh, one called "Don't Click." Something that you should take. Uh, no, well, <laughs> right. jokes. Um, some things you can't unsee. Ain't that true? <laughs> After returning from late night out, Josh finds his colleague roommate Zane has gone missing. All that remains is a laptop with the screen flashing on graphic pornography. Oh, oh sorry, shining on a flashing gra- graphic pornography website. Sounds like your ass. Um, as jokes, as the flashing intensifies, Josh too blacks out only to suddenly wake up beside Zane in a dark, surreal cellar with no apparent way out, as Josh tries everything he can to save both his friend and himself from a vengeful entity that begins to take control of their bodies and minds, he realises his biggest challenge is to escape, to escape, and maybe himself. 90 okay. minutes long, from Canada, and 18. I don't know if it's got one of the Skarsgårds in it, but it could be, it's Walter Skarsgård. Hmm. But I'm mm. not sure about this one. Uh, yeah. Picture looks a bit dodge. But hey ho. Not really sure. Could be interesting. This next one, however, looks like it's the big budget one of the bunch, mm-hmm. possibly called Enhanced. Yeah. Um, George belongs to a powerful secret unit dedicated to hunting down illegal mu- illegal mutants. Oh. After an experiment. The scanners case. thing, you reckon? Oh. Maybe. David and an unstoppable enhanced claiming vengeance against the corrupt government who used him tracks down other similar mutants to join his mission. But when he starts to eliminate them, getting stronger each time he kills the others, his true psychopathic plans are revealed. This sounds like scanners for his plan in world domination of a transformed kind. Um, that sounds very, uh, 
scanners sort of thing. Sci-fi-ish. Yeah. yeah, I like the sound of that. Canadian as well. Another Canadian one. Mm. Yeah, I like that's that. interesting. Our next one is A Ghost Waits. Um, yeah, I'm not sure if it's black and white, but the picture's black and white that it has on there. Uh, Jack, <laughs> Jack's job is to fix up the house. Spectral Agent Murrell's external task is to haunt it. They should be enemies, but they become fascinated by one another and eventually smitten, leading them to question everything about their work, lives and decisions. But as pressure mounts for them to fulfil their duties, something's got to give for the time together they both desperately want. Not sure that gives it the best Mm. write-up. 79 minutes long from United States as an 18 rated film. But that that write-up does not entice me whatsoever. No. So, you know, sometimes you get those sleepers at kind of Fright Fest where there's not much really given away. Yeah. And then you really regret not going to it. This is the problem with Fright Fest. You've got to just it, go with your gut feeling sometimes. And I just don't know. Yeah, with that one, I'm not sure. Not sure. Not sure. Well, there's a documentary here worth talking about. Oh, here we go. So now we <laughs> talk about a documentary. I won't talk. I'm going to move into my movie, but it's called Hail to the Deadites. So we're, we're probably going to end up watching that. Yeah. It's all about all about the evil dead so yeah that's gotta be worth it but i'll, I'll talk about this next movie it's called um called hall um <laughs> okay again i'm not happy with the title but whatever when a hotel hallway is ravaged by a dead dreadful airborne virus that's naughty pregnant japanese runaway wife naomi is tragically thrust into the fight of her life after getting infected she is forced to crawl away through the uh, other helpless fact victims. Um, in the room next to her is Val, a mother trapped in a toxic marriage who must also navigate her way out the hotel corridor. <laughs> God. Desperately looking for a young daughter, Kelly. Will these two women, women avoid the delib- de- debilitating sickness and get out alive? Oh, God. I mean, it's too fresh, isn't it? <laughs> yeah. mm. Don't know about I don't that. Know. Don't know. I mean... It's not Japanese. If it was Japanese, I'd be interested. But it's Canadian. I don't know. That's not. That's a, that's a question mark for me. But fifty-fifty, isn't it? It's fifty-fifty. Mm. However, next one, the honeymoon phase. Struggling young lovers Tom and Eve lie about being married so they can enter the Millennium Project for a fee of fifty thousand dollars. The 30-day scientific study analyzes relationships of participating couples while they reside in a clinically futuristic scheduled smart homes run by mysterious researcher and associate. The experiment experiment leads Eve into a violent descent of madness, questioning her lover's trust. Is Eve suffering from cabin fever or is it just a part of a study? Tom's in. For the might of not be... Sorry, it for might not be... The man she thinks he is. See, this has Black Mirror episode written all over it. Yeah, it does. I love that sort of shit. I love it. But uh, it's 89 minutes long uh, from the States. Could be interesting. Could be. And 18 again. So, but that sounds quite up my kind of street. But hey ho. All right. Well, this this next one's a definite on our list. All right. Mm hmm. Okay, and it's got a good title. It sounds ominous, but it does. I think it's got a good title. I am Lisa. It's called. I think that's a decent title. Um, a vicious and corrupt <laughs> small town sheriff 
Um, and her dip- deputies brutalise Lisa and leave her for dead in a nearby forest. We don't know why. Doesn't tell us. There, she is bitten by a werewolf and bespowed with natural supernatural abilities. Come on. Mm. Can Lisa retain her humanity as she act re- exacts revenge and seeds herself more and more to the wolf side of her personality? A creature feature primed to bullseye the current female empowerment zeitgeist. But, like, you know, whatever. Um... Yeah, female revenge movie with a twist, and the twist is a fucking werewolf. We'll see. Mm-hmm. See how the the problem is. I'm like, I'm I'm sort of drawn to that, but I'm like, how shit is the fucking? But is she going to be a werewolf, or is it just a werewolf that bites her and she just has ability powers? I don't know. No. Yeah, uh, that could go one or two ways. But mm-hmm. we, let me see. I'm, I'm up for it. <laughs> okay, next one is Playhouse. Right. Um, Reckless Jack Travis and uh, uh, a horror writer, notorious for uh, scarring audiences. But as he obsesses over creating a new theatre show set in a haunted Scottish castle, demonic disturbances from deep within the walls begin to prey on his troubled daughter. When the alarming supernatural forces start to close in on him, Jack is forced to reckon with the terrifying consequences of creating such a dark and macabre play. Right. So I don't know if this is a bit lardy da. <laughs> it, sure. looks, it looks very lardy da. It's obviously like you know, <laughs> he's, he's a playwright or whatever. Mm. Eight seven minutes long. Uh, it is from the UK and it's an eighteen. Um, could be worth the watch. You never know. Um, but yeah, I'm not sure on that one. Fuck that. Let's go watch this movie, next movie. <laughs> You're getting all the good ones, mate. This one looks sick, man. Skull the Mask, it's called. I mean, weird title. I've been talking about this in places online. <laughs> in the year 1944, desperate Nazis, already in, find a South American artifact with supernatural powers they use in a last-ditch military experiment. But they have no idea how powerful the mask of Anahanga actually is because he was the executioner of... Go on, I want to hear this. Sorry, where was that? I don't know. The barbaric experiment fails and now the cursed marks is turned up in Sao Paulo to possess victims who commit visceral sacrifices and shocking blood. I mean, this looks fucking weird and fucked up, man. Slaughter spree. It's Portuguese. Yeah. Portuguese. 90 minutes. Portuguese. It's a Brazilian horror movie. I'm game. Brazilian. Yeah, it could be quite wacky like that one we saw last time, that Brazilian movie we watched last time. Remember that? Loads of blood in that. It was fucking, it was really interesting. Anyway, fuck that shit. Oh, fuck you. I'll trump you with this one. (laughs) Only a little film that we've been waiting for about 50 years to come out. I just talked, I just like talked about Nazis, but this one is, well. Right up your street, starring hopefully two world famous podcasters, (laughs) i.e. me and you. (laughs) We'll see. We've probably got Kahal Bay. Is Sky Sharks the world premiere? A team of geologists discovers a Nazi warship in the Arctic that was believed lost by Himmlersfaust, a gigantic steel colossus from the Third Reich, filled to the brim with unimaginable machines of destruction. Scientists there researched a top secret war critical audience and created the Reisflaghol rocket, powered powered monsters whose pilots are genetically mutated blah 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 there's lots more uh, and they are they have a deadly army and uh yeah uh what can i say 
sharks, guns, fucking crazy shit. I don't know about this. It's 102 minutes long. I mean, that's long. I mean, Germany. it's mate. Germany. They've been making this movie for fucking um, five years, four or five years. So if it's not a, a long, you know, nearly two hours, then that's just disappointing. We we filmed part for this movie, part for this movie. We'll see if it makes it, and fingers crossed it does, because it'd be hilarious. Um, but yeah, that was ages ago, wasn't it? Absolutely long ago. But yeah, looking forward to that. We will be watching that one. Yeah, fucking right. Um, okay. This next one, I've sort of seen the trailer for it. Right, okay. Uh, I didn't like the look of it. It's the Swerve. Yeah. It's called The Swerve. Um, in writer-director Dean Cap Sales' stunning feature debut, a shimmering American take on Michael Haneke-style torment, a woman battles with depression, rodents, guilt, and more in a superbly acted slow burner, Mm. Mm. Certainly <laughs> have a haunting impression. Holly is a white mother, teacher, and daughter whose psychosis starts to crumble after she's part of a deadly car accident. But did that actually happen or not? Just one of the many. Yeah, I'm not things. sure. Oh god. I mean, it's a slow burn. It's 95 minutes long. It's um, it's a slow burn, but it's probably going to be really well acted. But I don't probably. Know. It looks a bit. I mean, I'm just being like you know, but. It looks very like a drama, horror, kind of less horror, more of a drama kind of thing. But I might be wrong. I don't mm. know. We don't. I, I, I'm happy to swerve that one. <laughs> this is the thing we never, never know. So How'd you get? Did you miss that one? Huh? I said I'd happily swerve that one. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, I'm excited for the next one. So, yeah, there's no such thing as vampires. So this is from the States. Get ready for the fright night of your life. Oh, get that. As the opening frames of visual stylist Logan Thomas, turbocharged terror thunders into a breakneck chase that takes place over a 36-hour period. Stranger heroes Joshua and Ariel literally crash into each other along a dark road in the dead of night and before long find themselves pursued across North America, the target of an unstoppable supernatural force. We're watching this one. Yeah, it sounds interesting, man. Eight, one minute's long. From the US 18 certificate. Bring it on. In. I'm in. Game on. They're outside. Who's outside? The, the next movie is called They're <laughs> Outside. Um, <laughs> Max Spencer, a YouTube celebrity psychologist, host of the show Psychology Inside Out, sets himself the challenge of getting an intensely agrophobic woman to leave her home in just 10 days. However... As the minutes, hours and seconds count down, a creepy local legend about the black magic practicing green eyes that holds the town in its grip starts becoming a horrifying reality. Hmm. Okay. I don't know. 83 minutes long. It's uh, from the UK. And you know who it's got in it? Nicholas Old Vince. Nicholas Vince. Hooray! That's a definite watch then. Classic. Right, okay. Classic Hellraiser. Next one. Not sure about this. <laughs> Triggered. Fuck yeah, I'm get I'm in. <laughs> so this one is uh South African. Might. Nine friends. Fucking all, harboring a, all harboring a dark secret go camping in the woods. 
After a wild night of partying, they wake up with suicide vests strapped on their chests and all have varying times on the countdown clocks. At first, they decide to work together to find out how to disarm the bombs and look for help, but then they discover they can take one another's time by killing each other. Let the battle royale begin. Sounds I mean, good, mate. It sounds awesome. Like Battle Royale with fucking suicide yeah. death. Come on, bring it on. I'm, South I'm in, African, yeah. 90 minutes, 18. I'm up for that shit. Game on, mate. It looks cool, man. Definitely. And then the last one that I'll read. Yes. Is Australian. Okay, man. This sounds interesting. Two Heads Creek, it's called. I like the title. After the death of their adopted Polish mother, a timid butcher and his drama queen twin sister leave post-Brexit UK and take an adventure into the Australian outback in search of their biological mother. But the seemingly tolerant town folk of the sleepy Two Heads Creek backwater are hiding a sinister, meaty secret and their pair must reconcile their sibling differences in the fight for their lives. We're talking cannibal shit. Cannibalism, yeah. yeah. I don't know, man. That sounds fucking pretty wacky. Australian, mate. They know how to fucking do it. Depends if it's wacky mate. or if it's like Wolf Creek, man. So, mm, interested in this. Yeah. Good. So. We're on the same kind of wavelength, dude. I think so. We just got to pick now and hope they don't clash with the ones that we want to watch because it's going to be a difficult decision. It is indeed, but I can't wait to get disappointed. <laughs> <laughs> no, right, cool. we, are, look, we are on the same page then. That's interesting. Mm. Should be good. All right, mate. Buzz in. Right then, let's move on, dude. Right, this with this episode's movie from the vault has been picked by our good friend geordie paul and it is the 2000 wreck the spanish fucking horror movie this uh this movie is all about a film crew that's tagging along a bunch of firefighters they get called out to an apartment block to uh unlock a un- unlock a woman from a rat from a room Shit goes down in the apartment. The fucking Spanish version of the CDC pop up, lock them all in, and some fucking people start coming back alive and eating each other. It's fucking nuts. Spoilers. Spoilers. <laughs> right. Tell me about the first time you watched this then, dude. I can't really. It's really weird. I can't really remember, but I'm pretty sure I borrowed it off someone at work. 2007 so i think it's right in the midst of when i was um really getting into kind of like all different kind of foreign movies and stuff um and obviously it's around time where found footage movies were probably at the highest hype and this one is just fucking crazy what about you yeah i remember watching this and thinking it was one of the fucking uh, like craziest darkest strangest fucked up like found footage movies i've seen and I, I was on the hype i liked all those found footage movies and this one was just like right up there and it's just unique and it felt real and it was fucking crazy it had some crazy crazy um like deaths and blood and gore and sudden crazy moments of like pure terror it was fucking it was an adrenaline rush watching this movie yeah and, i mean and i think it was one of the first probably probably correct me if i'm wrong but from one of the first real uses of that fucking like um nightlight 
or the night vision um, mm-hmm. really cleverly yeah. done um, i know like 28 weeks later did a really good job of it as well but this was really good i thought no no it's it's, it's a it's a really clever movie because it's taken this kind of thing where it's kind of a they're recording a tv show um while we sleep or while you're sleeping or something and it's obviously with a fire crew isn't it and like it looks like it's shot really really real again it's got a lot of parallels to what we've reviewed to be fair like with foul footage and kind of like um being such a realistic thing um i just remember what when the first time i watched it the main thing for me that i found quite disturbing is that it's set in the middle of a city that's really hustle and bustle and really busy so you just think oh you're pretty safe because you know you know you're you're in a really busy city that's really busy not in the middle of nowhere with nothing around you and it just it's got two kind of elements it's got the element of what's outside won't let you out and you're locked in which yeah very very close very cloverfield that a very cloverfield bill so you're locked in you can't get out because the the police have surrounded it quarantined this whole you know block and then the second fear is what is inside with you and you don't understand that fear so you've got the you've got you're battling against two different elements which is really really clever so and it's really kind of you're very confined with it every time they're filming obviously it's filming from a a camera point of view um and i do believe you don't even see the camera guy do you the whole way through it no you don't um but it's it's very it's shaky in places i remember a lot of people when it came out said i was moaning about because it's so shaky in places um but that's all part of the real 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 thing of it you know but it it just it's very clever because it really really is claustrophobic at times even though it's shot in a very big kind of wide corridors and kind of big staircases and stuff, it still makes you feel claustrophobic, which was really weird. Um, but yeah, um, fucking crazy. You're just kind of thrust in this kind of like this, this you know, block of flats straight away. And you just know some shit's going on. Cause... Yeah, really interesting, like, um stage setting and stuff at the location was fucking nuts man it's like um i like the apartment blocks i liked all the sort of different areas you could go to it wasn't just a straightforward sort of set of apartment blocks there were like different like back at like back shops that attached that gave it a different element it's really weird setup wasn't it really strange yeah so it had all that sort of old style um it's windy stairs and stuff Mm. like that and it also had this sort of modern sort of shopping shopped like textile shop at the yeah, back, yeah. back which gave in a really interesting sort of like dimension i thought to it yeah. um the people around were all like sort of weird weird like people they didn't really know each other but they were sort of like huddled together really interested in what's going on it's clever it's not matt's fact but they they, they apparently they, they did pick those people they wanted people that looked very strange different and so you could tell people apart they don't want people looking the same and that's why they picked such a, a kind of wide uh, like quite a wide range of different styles of people because they just wanted you to feel like it was kind of real it wasn't it wasn't like just standard holly like you know studio film yeah like, which i thought was interesting i mean you know this movie's got like legs i mean obviously it was took on uh four uh is the franchise got four movies or three 
three more after this three yep. more after so, so four in total plus um an american remake called quarantine um and it's like fuck so this got legs man this got like looked upon hollywood took it up and made a bloody movie out of it um which is you know they ruined it but whatever no it's uh, actually not that exactly. bad i mean i wouldn't i wouldn't put it in this app anywhere near this nah this is just yeah. raw and beautiful man um there's some like real great sudden moments of horror and terror like the fucking when like alex is thrown from the bloody top of the stairs suddenly hits the ground you're like what the fuck is this, is going on now like come on more disturbing is the first appearance of actually them getting into the old lady's room where she just fucking stood there in in her like what looks like um kind of 90 covered in fucking blood and piss just, and shit <laughs> yeah just just the weird thing is is that you're expecting her just to go nuts and run at her, but she isn't she's just standing there still as anything and that that is just eerie it's just like because they're getting closer and closer and you just know something's gonna happen but it's just so weird how she's just kind of like almost frozen and then literally something clicks yeah, because like it is a zombie flick. Let's not fucking beat around the bush. This is a zombie flick, but at the same well, time, you say that, but it is. It's we'll, get onto that. we'll get onto that later. Yeah, the, 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 this is the dead coming alive. I'd say right? yeah, it is partly a zombie. It flick. is. It is a, a zombie flick. Um, no, and not. but they're not. They don't act in the way that you'd expect. And this is like why it's so unique. They don't act in that zombie fashion. They don't act in the twenty-eight days later fashion like a rage virus I know, I do. well yeah but i don't know it's it's, it's different it, there is a yeah, i get what you mean it's different but there is a uniqueness to it because they're not all there they they're yeah. un, and then you know they can run bimble and stuff like that it's just weird it's, they it's can, very they die and come back to life yeah you know what i mean but yeah that right lots of gore lots of blood and like you know lots of biting faces which is always good fun Mm. very uh very interesting um I, I like that and like the stuff some of the stuff you can't see you know sticking a camera into a certain angle you can see some shit going down where you're not supposed to mm. and it's like that it's only for the point of view of the cameraman it's fucking great again going back to kind of host as well there's a lot of things in this movie that makes you want to focus on things that you might see that you don't actually see um you know trickery and stuff like that which is clever yeah um, so you know, I want to ask you about, obviously, that they are trapped in this place um, because they've quarantined the building uh, and they're trapped in by the police and what have you and the authorities. And then they, they send in this guy to test them all for whatever reason, because they want to make sure they're clear of what they've got. How did what did you think when they about that whole situation when they send that guy in and stuff like that? Well, it's just like it's just a kind of some kind of disease. Now we know we start if you pay attention to the movie, um, and you have to to kind of really pick it up. There's like a fucking dog called Max that, yeah. uh, that has come from that apartment. I think it's owned by the the girl. I must and, say, I did the first time I watched this. I did work this out. Thank you very much. Okay, okay, okay. <laughs> <laughs> but like you know, it come from the apartment, and they and it like fucking obviously went for a load of people, and they found this fucked up disease on it and stuff. Um, so now they they've obviously they they nailed where the apartment was, and they yeah. and they've quarantined the fucking place. 
Um, how weird is it? How relative is it to this yeah, time, though? Yeah, yeah, yeah. That bit is yeah, super relative, isn't it? It's just so weird. It's how they they obviously pinpointed it that early in the game to get on it straight away. It is very interesting. It very reminds me a lot of Cloverfield as well. So like, just something weirds going on. Um, and you like, okay, so this whatever it is is some kind of um, medical thing. And so you're concentrating on the fact. And like, if you've watched it now, you're kind of going all these zombie tropes and all the different kind of tropes. You're like, okay, this is like, you know, what's what's causing this? We're going to find out. It's like a toxic thing. Okay, there's a spill or there's some weird shit that they're all infected and stuff. Like that. I thought that was cool. But we get this cool. We get. I mean, I know there's a lot of stuff. We get this really cool ending. I think. Mm. Real. You fucking spunking out already. Jesus I'm Christ. Spunking. I'm not spunking out. There's some. I just. I just think it's like. This is, I you know, one of the only ones, like, zombie-esque movies I can think of, probably more, but I, I can't think of them, where it sort of, like, um, stems from, like, a religious, maybe demon voodoo sort of-esque kind of zombie. I thought it was a fucking cool idea. You know, God knows how it got out. I don't understand how it got out and, like, it started to infect other people in the in the building or the dog or whatever, but that's why it's kind of maybe spiritual and it's like maybe you know the entity I, I don't know man it's just like you just don't know how it kind of spreads that was the only weird thing you know did it drip for a seat did a bit of blood drip for a ceiling or some shit i don't know well they they do state in the film that it's from saliva don't they that it's it can be caught from saliva um so i mean i don't know you know how this- it's got out of this place but it, when it all goes fucking manic, man, and like you get the little girl zombie and stuff, and it all gets fucked up, like that's that when it all sort of takes a turn, and it all goes a, and it sort of amps up from about seven to like straight like eleven, <laughs> it just goes yeah. a bit mental, doesn't it? There's some great shots that I noticed in this film. Yeah. A really, really clever one is like looking down the stairs um, mm. at one stage where and suddenly like everyone's a zombie. Yeah, and that, that's a classic shot though. The old stairwell shot in it, where you just hear something coming and they're all looking up, and you're like, you're fucked. And this is the thing: is like they're trying to get out of this place. They've heard that there's a, a there's a the kind of secret kind of sewer way to get out of it. So they need to get this key. And obviously, the apartment guys, uh, the guy who's got all the keys, is in the apartment all the way at the top. Um, oh yes, how that's, uh, what, that's how what makes it fucking shit because they've got. First of all, they've got, it's like, you know, it's like the raid. They've got to battle their way up floors. And then, like, you're thinking you're going all the way up there. You've got all these zombies around. And then you've got to try and make it all the way down. There's no routes apart from one route, and that's down the stairwell. And that's the thing, going back to being claustrophobic and stuff. You're fucked, mate. You know, unless you've got, you're seriously tooled up when there ain't much around. Um, you know, you ain't got a chance, chance in hell, have you? Yeah, totally. Um, and th- and then they get into this cool apartment where yeah. they're sort of like cool start... apartment. Fucking, the... what kind it's... of cool apartment do you think? Ah, they just start like start pick, it started picking pieces together. And you're not really. I mean, this is where like, what did you, what do you, what's your interpretation of it all? Because I'm just like, I'm seeing all these like clippings. Is it something to do with the the Catholic Church? You know, mm. I mean, is wow. there? Was there a girl in there? Are we assuming that at one stage there was a girl? I in that top apartment. I and where was the bloke who's where was the bloke who did the all the shit? I don't know, man. Did he just I, lock it up and fuck off? That's what I don't know. Assuming, and this is what I'm assuming is that that girl 
possibly is the girl that was the subject of all the papers and stuff um and yeah it's it seems like an, a kind of exorcism exorcism kind of thing um it's definitely obviously like you say it's got the church trying to cover up stuff but it looks like to me she's been left there and whoever's left her there either something's happened to them and she's locked in there because she's obviously really fucking this weird gangly she's not eaten at all because she's like skinny and horrible her hair's all matted and she's i think she's been in there for a long fucking time well you got the classic attic shot in here as well yeah Yeah, yeah. another another you know that's amazing watch two films with both the same sort of similar shots and stuff Mm. that's fucking cool pokes the camera up you know gets a shot of the bloody thing and i didn't get that what the hell it was it was like you're saying if it was the girl and emancipated and stuff emancipated emanci- is that the right word i don't know emanci- I don't emaciated know. emaciated right? emancipated that's fucking like divorced parents, the parents. <laughs> <laughs> emaciated fucking hell <laughs> oh butcherism <laughs> but um but yeah she how I thought creepy like, is she though man well, i thought it was a little girl I I, shit my pants i know but i thought it was this like little girl and it's not, not, not to mention, remember, we, we've totally skipped this part, is that they've now not got a light on the camera and it's completely black, pitch black infrared. They're using the infrared camera. Well, so they're in the yeah. pitch black. No way out. Zombies this way. This fucking freaky, skinny, fucking weird ass thing. Ah, oh, It's just creepy as fuck. Cause it looks it's like a like, witch, man. You're it's really like... in there with them at this point. Because Definitely. you find them. You just feel so restricted, and you're like, "What? What would you? What would you do?" That's my question. What the fuck would you do if you're in that situation right there? You can't go that way, and you're stuck in a room with this fucking thing that's fucking raging. Looking. I, I, try and, I mean, I'm, I'm not a fool. I try and kill it, and then if I go down, whatever would happen happens. I'd have to go and try and swing a fucking at something at it. But, you ain't gonna face the zombies. There's too many zombies, and maybe I jump out of a window or something. Like that. I don't know. That's the thing. There weren't no windows in this place. It's a point. Like, weird. It's all boarded up. I'd imagine. Hope that someone on, has got a, a long ladder out the back, the front. I don't know, mate. Mate, it's fucked up. They're in a fucked up situation. <laughs> I can't remember how the. I think the second one starts from the ending of this one as well. I can't remember how the second one goes. It does, but... it does because she... Um, yeah, I'm not going to spoil it. Cause I'm, uh, I'm have you've seen it. the second one? Oh, uh, yeah, but it's a long time, so I'm going to have to watch it now and like um, find the out what... The second one is really good. Yeah. I love the third one, and I haven't seen the fourth. Okay, the third one's the, the uh, wedding, isn't it? Yeah, it's fucking brilliant. Yeah. I love that fucking film. <laughs> so, yeah, fucking good. I, I just love this movie. Fucked up skinny thing. Yeah. I made a thing from like Grey Encounters or like but it's just, like the, the best thing about it just leaves so many questions it's like why is this what and this is where two comes in handy I don't, okay I don't I want I want to watch it because I'm going to rewatch two but I'm not going to spoil anything for you because right, I'll, I'll I know you've watched it but it's been a long time isn't it? yeah I'll do that this week all right cool it's quite right. but one thing I will say before yeah. we go on um is that it's quite interesting because one and two uh, obviously directed uh, by our mate Paco Plaza, and then the, only the third is done by him. So he went alone for the third, which was quite interesting. But yeah, just thought that was quite interesting. That's very interesting. <laughs> 
So I've put virus, no, zombie, possibly devil, yeah. I mean, if I had to, like, put my stance on it, some like you said, it's some kind of exorcism that's yeah, uh, gone wrong. That they're trying to they're trying to use the church, but it's not. Maybe I don't. Maybe it's nothing to do with demons. Maybe they're, not. Take, they're taking it as because you do see loads of testing stuff in there as well. You yeah. know, like microscopes and stuff. So maybe she's just infected, and mm. they're trying to they're trying to blame um, blame blame it on a demon. Or they've it, tried that side of things. They've tried the exorcism to work, and they've tried. He said, like he said, he almost created it. Mm. It's like because he was trying to get rid of it, and then by cr- by getting rid of it, he actually created something else. Oh, I don't know. It's fucking weird, and there's still questions now. Like, give me some, give me some Matt's facts, man. Tell me some shit. You must have some answers. I've got, I haven't got the answers, <laughs> now, so. but yeah. So I've got a couple. Like, this is really cool, and this is my first fact because I want to put it down. Pretty much, no sets were built. These are all real locations uh, in Barcelona City, and that, that that place is real and it's still there now, and people actually go to visit it because of this movie. But yeah, I just thought that's quality that it's all filmed on that one pretty much location um, because it's, an, it's a really good looking place. Like you said, it's just like, just how cool is that location? And it ought I, to be shot there. Not, they've not made anything. All the doors and everything, all the study and all that, it looks really, really cool. I love that. Um, the scripts were hardly given to the actors. Some of them didn't, you know, they got parts of scripts. They weren't told who was going to die. Uh, it was really, really last minute when they were told their character was going to die um, to keep them on their toes, which was quite interesting. So the lead actor, the TV presenter woman. Yeah. Her name now, Angela, the reporter. She's actually a real TV presenter in her uh, native country of Spain. Really? So she's actually, yeah, she's a TV presenter, which was quite... That's cool. Um, <laughs> this is quite funny. So Paco Plaza, uh, director, actually had Chinese neighbours that never closed their door. So I would imagine that's why they mentioned that in the movie, which is quite funny. Um, the stairwell drop, where the guy falls down the stairwell... Uh, the actors weren't told that was going to happen. That's pure reaction. That's cool. So you properly scared the shit out of them. Which That's was wicked. Happy. I'm glad they did that. That's quality. The last scene, obviously, with the in the dark, um, the infrared camera was used. Obviously, that was real, uh, real infrared cam- camera. But the actors were both in complete darkness when that was filmed. So their reaction, they are, they're not like making out. They are in complete darkness can you imagine how fucking scary that is so you i wouldn't have to act much i'd be no, shit. without scary thing in the background Jesus well, they must, but they must have obviously had uh obviously an actor like playing that part of the woman screaming and shit <laughs> uh whether it's practical or what but fucking that would Mate, just fucking shit me up that's like some kind of weird yeah experience room sort of scenario Ugh. Yeah, I, that's one thing I didn't like. I mean, when we did that zombie experience, we were put in complete darkness when we were with bags over our heads. And that's just, like, fucking weird. It's just weird. <laughs> Not having the ability to see um, is fucking weird. Totally. And that's it. That's all my Max Max. Oh, mate, that's quality. I really enjoyed that one. Cheers, Geordie Paul. That yeah, was a really good, good pick. I really, really, really want me to watch. I really want to watch the second and the third. 
and it really makes me want to see the fourth now that's on a boat. Oh, okay. We'll have to watch that. We watched the third together. So, okay, what are you rating this then, bad boy? I'm rating this movie eight breaths out of ten. That's exactly the same as me. We are two alike. Eight out of ten. Eight out of ten. Eight out of ten. It's a quality movie. Definitely. Right. Indeed. It's your pick then, dude. It is my pick. Hit me with your best shot. (laughs) Hit me with your best shot. Very nice. Fire away. Like that? I loved it. (laughs) Awesome. So, I'm not sure that you are going to be happy, happy with my next choice. But fuck it. I'm going to do it anyway. I know you've seen this movie. And I really want to talk about it. Especially in the situation, again, it kind of links in kind of with what's going on. But we, on the next one, our movie from the vault will be The House of the Devil. Jesus Christ, you're picking uh, ones from quite, quite, that's quite, quite new. It's 2000 and what, 2010? 2009, I think. Okay. But yeah, I've gone more recent because I really want us to talk about this movie. I mean, I loved I loved it. It's fucked up, man. You're a bastard because I'm gonna have to watch that by myself. Um, but I just think it's an interesting movie because, and there's a lot of talk to talk about with it. Um, I was thinking about a classic, um, and you know maybe we want to go back to the classics next. But I just really, really want to talk about this movie, mate. I'm up for it. Let's do it. House of the Devil, mate. Fuck it. I'm well up for that. I haven't watched that in a in a, in a while. I remember you bought me that movie um so yeah game on it's a good movie i think i've got if you're doing that one i think i've got my pick for next time already actually sweet yeah awesome. one that, there's one there's a movie which i've been wanting to talk to you like properly about that we've okay. both seen that we've both seen so yeah okay. if we sway, maybe we can sway out the 80s for a, a couple of episodes maybe. yeah we'll go but we'll go back don't you worry definitely yeah, I've, I've, I've got a list Right, that's awesome, mate. House of the Devil. Okay, that wraps up another great episode, if I do say so myself. <laughs> so, on next episode, we'll be doing Blackwater, The Abyss. Our summer to scream about is in the works, and hopefully you're going to be very uh, excited. And you'll find out more next week. <laughs> um, and then our move from the vault, which Matt has just pulled out, is the House of the Devil. It is indeed. Fantastic. And I think the next time we do the podcast, it will actually be on Fright Fresh Friday. Woohoo! Right. And that leaves only one more thing to say. When there's no more room in hell, here's another podcast. I am the devil, and I am here to do the devil's work. You can follow us on Twitter at DrawOneLast, Instagram at DrawOneLastBreath, or pop us an email at DrawOneLastBreathPod at Hotmail.com. <laughs>